Hey, and welcome to Mom Homie. If you are a regular listener, thank you so much for tuning in today. If you're new, Mom Homie is a podcast that advocates work from home moms who want to balance their careers with their little ones in the mix. I'm your host, writer, fellow mom, and family woman, Brittany Drake. Every two weeks, I share my experience, what I've learned, and ideas in hopes of easing and affirming feelings about the work from home mom life. I started watching the show The Baby on HBO, and I need my fellow moms to watch it immediately. Without giving away too much, whatever you have felt as a mom in your experience, this show has a way of taking it and personifying it as The Baby, and these events and the relationships the main character has with The Baby. I still have a few more episodes left as of today. It's April 15th, but it's my current TV obsession. And the only reason why I haven't finished it is because I'm watching it with the hubby. And so I didn't want to, um, what they call it, like Netflix cheat on him or something. So (laughs) I was like, I will go ahead and wait until he gets back because him and our daughter, they are away for 24 hours. They decided that they were going to listen to me and give me some space, which is so funny because I didn't specifically ask my husband to do this, but he obviously hears me when I say I need some time and space and room to think. And so when he presented the idea initially, I was like, wait, but I don't have time to mentally prepare. You only gave me like two days. But the more and more I thought about it, I said, you know what? I'm like, they'll be fine. They don't need me all the time, you know? And that was my point. That's my point when I was saying I needed space and stuff. So yes, they are gone. They are currently on their way back. And so I am recording right now so that I can use this last little bit of time I have by myself to do a clean recording of this. And yeah, I'm excited because while I had my time off, I got a lot of things done and not like work stuff or like tasks and things like that. Like I didn't clean much or anything, but just stuff I wanted to do for myself, like read and meditate and watch TV and all of that. So yeah, it's been, it's been nice, but I do look forward to them coming back. It was funny because initially when they left, I had this feeling of both like excitement and a little bit of guilt. I don't know if you all have seen the movie Tangled, but that scene where she like first comes out of the tower and she's like, I'm free and excited. And then she keeps going back and forth to, I'm free and excited to, I'm the terrible daughter. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, I will go ahead and share that in the episode description so that you can take a look. Yeah, it's if you're a mom and you've ever dealt with mom guilds, then you definitely know what I'm talking about. <laughs> So to continue with this month's theme of working moms, I casually went on Google and I asked who are the world's happiest moms? And it actually gave me a tangible answer. I was surprised. I thought I was going to be like, oh, the happiest moms are moms that do this or do that. And you know, I was just curious, like what were the answers out there? And because it gave me a tangible answer, I was like, oh, oh, okay. This is a little surprising. The thing about it is that it's a European country, which I'm not surprised about, but I am fascinated by it. I will share what I found in a moment, but before we do that, let's jump into our affirmation. This one actually comes from someone who told me this just before Savannah was born, when I was having a little bit of fears about what kind of mom I would be and would I be good enough and all this stuff. And so what she said to me was, you may not feel like the perfect mom, but you're perfect in your child's eyes. And that gave me so much ease and and so much 
just warmth going into the journey of motherhood. So I thought I'd share that because I always want you all to feel warm and fuzzy and informed and empowered and confident and seen when you listen to this podcast. And who is better to be seen by than your child or your children if you have more than one? So yeah, hang on to that little reminder and we'll be right back. Hey, Brittany here. This is not a commercial. It's a moment for you, mama, to take a break and go pee, grab a snack, or take a breath. So go ahead, put me on pause. I'll wait. Okay, so apparently Dutch moms are the happiest moms in the world and their children are the happiest children. There's a legitimate study about the children and they hypothesize that the moms you know, trail behind not too far in terms of their levels of happiness. And again, I was surprised that there was a tangible answer, but even more fascinated with, you know, why. So after reading a few articles and realizing that they were pulling information from this Washington Post article by this native Australian mom of three, her name is Mahal Greener. Um, She moved to the Netherlands seven years before she wrote this article in 2015. It was cool to read her comparison to parenting in other countries because she really touched on just how joyful parenting is for mothers in the Netherlands. And it made me feel good about being a mom and not like some selfish act of martyrdom or legacy. Just, you know, going back to the HBO series, A Minute the Baby, a question the main character asks her like new mom friend is, you know, is her life better now that she's a mom? And I feel like there's always this like laughing but very serious joke about how hard motherhood is and that it almost comes off as a feeling of being like miserable all the time or complaining all the time. And then people followed up with, well, then why have children? Or they say, well, you did it to yourself or this is what you wanted. But reading about the Dutch moms and everything, it just gave me hope because Greener as the observer was just seeing how there's a different way of living. And she pointed out some things that I thought really make a huge difference. And so she said that the healthcare system respects the mother's birthing decisions, whether she wants to give birth at home or give birth at a hospital, and that they have really great postnatal support. Um, Dutch moms don't associate their children's failures or successes as a reflection of them. And so that kind of helps with the whole mom guilt. They allow their children to have their meltdowns and tantrums without raising their voice or feeling embarrassed about it. They kind of just let it play out. And then Dutch moms genuinely enjoy spending time with their children and aren't strung out, which is a huge thing here. And I think that's what a lot of people see here, which is why they think being a parent is a miserable thing. But I'll touch on that again in just a little bit. I'm going to go ahead and just, you know, name some more things about the happy Dutch moms. The other thing is that fathers play a big role in the child rearing. Um, Dutch moms are more relaxed and non-judgmental of each other, so they're not trying to keep up with the Joneses and things like that. And then parents and children are not competing against other parents and children. So there's not this like, oh, you put together a $1,000 birthday party for your one-year-old. I have to put together a $5,000 birthday party for my one-year-old. You know, like there isn't that like needing to, you know, compete and get a leg up or whatever. I thought that this was a good one to share because we're always being pitted against each other. You know, who can, who can mom the best, you know? And I don't ever think it's about that. I think it's about 
the relationship you have with your child and the way that you care for them and, you know, what they give to you in return, right? And then they said that most of the working moms there work part-time. So it's about like 70% of moms work part-time. And that's, I thought that part was the most fascinating, obviously, because this is a work from home mom podcast. And so I was just like, Ooh, okay. Yeah. Like I feel like my intuition about this is right, you know, and just hearing about my other mom friends and the things that they need, like it would be easier if we all had that option of working part-time, but still having the stability. Right. So yeah, I thought that was super cool. The last thing that Greener mentioned was socially that schools are free or very close to it. Health insurance covers a large portion of medical expenses. Parents are given a quarterly stipend to help them raise their children. And there's no pressure from the education system that, you know, creates this reflection of who you are as a kid and how that's going to play into your future success. So For example, here, you know, we are very into our standardized testing, our ACTs, SATs, things like that. And obviously the higher score you get on your ACT, you have more opportunities for schools. Well, I will say this, I always felt like a very studious person. I'm somebody who likes to learn, whether it's a school environment or just teaching myself or whatever it is. And I did not do well in the ACT, I I did average, but, that did not open a lot of opportunity for me to choose different schools and you know was going off of a measurement of a score that of a test that i took one day that was supposed to be accumulation of everything i've ever learned and basically you know gave me or put me on a trajectory of the path i'm on now versus someone who maybe got a perfect score i actually had an old acquaintance of mine from high school who got a perfect score And I know that he had a lot of doors that open up for him as well. I don't currently keep in touch with him, so I'm not sure where he's at right now. But it's just one of those things where it's like, there's so much emphasis about kids and what they do as kids and how that's going to play into their adulthood in terms of success instead of it just being, you know, oh, they're kids, they're living, they're learning, they're experiencing. And it doesn't have to be a direct correlation, you know? I just thought that that was, you know, interesting that they're not so focused on measurements of one test one day (laughs) and they look at you as, as a whole, you know. My conclusion is that there is this collectivist society that sees the family as a unit that is worth supporting. And in turn, you have socially conscious parents raising socially conscious children, right? And the bottom line is not the measure of success in their country. It's the people and how they take care of each other. So I was just like, wow, like that sounds so freeing. Obviously like, you know, grass is greener in other places, but it just sounded really freeing and it sounded just very supportive. And so I was like, "Mm, okay, another place on my list to visit. And I've actually been there before, but not as a parent. So I think it'd be kind of cool to go now as a mom. I didn't really pay too much attention to that, but I would like to go there now as a parent and just see like, oh yeah, okay, I do see like, you know, the the level of ease and the support and I don't know, just, just the culture, you know, and just see like what is different there that I that I would want for myself here or do I need to go somewhere else even, you know? So, so yeah, I thought that was very cool. I want to hear you guys' thoughts as well. So is this interesting to you? Is this helpful? What do you think about it? So yeah, let me know. 
And on that note, we're going to take a break as well. Moms, do you have something to say or add about the work from home mom life? I'm looking for a diverse array of guests who want to share the experience, knowledge, and support to offer solutions that make work from home mom life easier. If this sounds like something you want to be a part of, contact me using the info in the show notes. Thanks. Now back to the show. In a BuzzFeed article I read about why some people were choosing not to have children, one person commented that whenever they see parents, they look miserable and unhappy. And while I don't think that non-parents are totally wrong on their inference, I think it has more to do with the lack of support all around and less to do about the children, right? If we, you know, do a quick summation of the state of things right now when it comes to kids and families, right now schools are trash. Many parents can't afford homes and daycare and recreational programs unless they're working overtime or toward a higher degree or a license or a certification, which costs more time and money, which means less time with your child. And then don't even get me started on women's reproductive rights. I don't think that motherhood was ever supposed to feel like this frustrating or exploitive relationship that you agree to with your partner, child, and society. I just think that it's gotten out of control from its natural occurrence and its primal instinct because of how modern American civilization and the government treats it. For fear that I might go on a tangent about crime, capitalism, and politics, I'm going to wrap up by saying you should read the full article by Michal Greener for a mood boost. And I will go ahead and add that into the episode description. It opened my eyes for what's possible for me and mine, and I hope it does the same for you as well when it comes to the current way that we balance motherhood and, you know, trying to make it sustainable. Because right now with, you know, all of the social pressure, it really is not a sustainable way to be a mother and to enjoy being a mother. And I simply want to, you know, just bring this to light so that we can have more autonomy over what that means to us and what it means to to be a mother and to parent our children and not feel like we're obligated to a standard by somebody else who doesn't even care, you know? So I also want to say that when I find myself feeling overwhelmed or exhausted, it is not because I'm a mom. It's because I don't generally feel supported by the powers that be. And I know I'm not the only one. So I want to make that clear for any of my moms out there that are just feeling guilty about, you know, thinking that motherhood is hard or feeling that motherhood is hard and, you know, losing your patience or whatever it is. It is not your fault. Okay. And you are still a great mom and you can still love motherhood and love your children and feel frustrated. So do not let people try to tell you otherwise or convince you otherwise or make you feel like you did this to yourself or that you're a martyr or that you're selfish or that you just want your legacy to go on or whatever it is that people have concluded when it comes to parenting and things like that. Nothing will ever negate the fact that I love being Savannah's mom and learning from her and I just told my friend the other day that Savannah teaches me far more than I teach her and that we're learning together. I've even held her a couple of times and thanked her for being my first kid and having the patience to deal with my mistakes so that I could get better. 
And motherhood is really an intimate experience that also thrives with the collective and community support. And with that said, I hope you find something valuable here at Mom Homie and feel like you're the best mother to your family because you are. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope you feel supported and encouraged to keep being the wonderful mother that you are while sustaining balance with your career. And if there is something in particular you want to know more about or would like me to share, I'll leave my contact info in the show notes for you. Thank you so much again. Make sure you tell your other mom friends about Mom Homie. I'll drop another episode in a couple of weeks. Thanks.